This morning's scripture reading comes from Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 35. Please follow along in your own Bibles or as the text is presented on the screens. Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandake, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. So the eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began that very, with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Church. I'm Sharon Anderson, one of the pastors here, and I invite you to pray with me as we open God's Word. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your blessing. We don't realize how much we depend upon it day by day, and we ask now that your Holy Spirit would take what is spoken and thought, the words, the stories, and Lord, do your work through them. Expand them so that your world might be blessed and we might be a blessing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So since the beginning of time, you and I have had a story with God that is about blessing. God blesses us so that we in turn can bless others. That's the way the rhythm goes. And so we've been in this series, as you saw, this series on bless. Bless is really, the purpose of this series is twofold. One is when we come to worship and remind ourselves how much we've been blessed by God, that's that's a call for us to know we've been blessed. So that's one of the purposes of us to go through this series, but it doesn't stop there. 
The second part of the reason why we're going through this is so that we can be equipped, energized, inspired to be a blessing in the world. You might think of this sermon series in a sense like a training time. It's calling us as God's people to say, we can't just sit and soak in our blessings. We're blessed so that we can be a blessing. And we need to learn how to do that. And so last week we started the process thinking about beginning with prayer. That's the place we always start, right? Begin with prayer. And if you were here last week, you were given a sheet of paper and asked to think about people in your circle of influence that you might be praying for to move closer to God. All of us need to move closer to God, right? So there were people, every, uh, people did this last week. We brought them to the front. And on this poster now are over 500 names. 500 people that our congregation and the, the community here is praying for to become closer to God. I hope that as you heard Pastor Mark preach last week, that you will persevere in those prayers. That you will be watchful to see what God is doing, what activity is coming along in, as, as you pray. And then that you would rest in God's promises. So we begin with prayer. And that doesn't mean we stop after this week. I hope you'll remember that. Keep praying. We begin with prayer. We're going to keep this up here, though, to remind ourselves these are real people that God loves, desperately loves. And today we move to the second part, the L part. We listen with care. We want, you to, we want to spend our time and equip ourselves to be really good listeners. We want to start through this series to always ask, God, how do you want me to bless someone today? So listening with care is part of that step. Have you ever noticed that there isn't a lot of listening going on in our world? How many of you wish you really... I shouldn't ask that. That might be uncomfortable if you had somebody here, but really felt like you needed to be listened to. It might be uncomfortable if a person sitting next to you. I don't want to say it that way, but we live in a world where very few people really listen. Ralph sang a song about that this morning. He said, people talk without speaking, people hear without listening. And the song is kind of a sad one because it cycles down into isolation and loneliness and nobody listening. And I think that is true for many people in our world today. Many people who just long to be heard. But I think All of us are a little bit more concerned about what we're going to say than about how we're going to listen. This is a quote that is probably more true than we want to admit. Someone has said it this way, the opposite of listening is not speaking. The opposite of listening is waiting to speak. Have you ever noticed that in a conversation? You're just sitting there and waiting until they're done so you can jump in and say what you've been wanting to say all along. That isn't true listening. This, we're going to learn today that true listening is attending to someone. And what if we, as followers of Jesus, would model his heart, not trying to get our own say, to share our own perspective, but to listen with care. So what we're going to look at today is listening. Listening on our way, listening with curiosity, and listening aware that God's Spirit is always at work. 
So you've heard the story, the scripture read for you from uh, the book of Acts. If you have your Bibles, you might want to open it to there again, and we're going to unpack this story and see what we can learn from, the, uh, from Philip in this passage this morning. Philip was listening, in a way, to God, very intently listening to God, really, because he sensed God saying to him, I want you to go, and I want you to go to a certain place along this road that leads from Jerusalem down to Gaza, a very, very, like a major thoroughfare. And we can imagine, in some ways, Philip was like Abraham, who was first called by God, and said, I want you to go. And Abraham didn't really know the purpose He didn't know what he was being called to, but he went. And Philip, too, he just went where God had called him to go. And what do you notice the first thing that Philip does as he goes? He listens. He listens. You know, there's always a story behind the story with every person in Scripture and with you and I as well. And so I want to just unpack a little bit about who this Philip is. Who do we see? What We just jumped right in the story here in Acts chapter 8. Philip is not one of the 12 apostles. There was an apostle named Philip, but this is a different man. This man, Philip, was one of the seven who were first called by God when the church was quite young. And the church in Jerusalem was growing and there was concern for care for the poor and for the widows. And so the church called forth seven people, one of them was Philip, um, probably all of Greek descent or background, to care for across the cultures of what was happening in that church. We also know from from this passage before Acts chapter 8 that one of those seven who served on like the congregational care team with Philip was Stephen. And Stephen had... um, aroused the anger of the Jewish leaders and they were attacking him and eventually Stephen was martyred and killed. And because of that, Acts chapter 8 tells us that after that happened, what happens when people's lives are in danger? They flee. That happens now, doesn't it? You're, you're, something happens and you flee. You're an immigrant. So Philip, he was scattered. He ran to the area of Samaria. And the scripture tells us even there, he was speaking the words of Jesus wherever God had sent him. So that's the story behind Philip. He's showing up, but he's attentive all the time to the work of God. Take a look, if you would, at verse 27 of the passage, if you have your Bible there. It says in our story today that Philip was led by the Spirit onto this certain road, and so he started out, and on his way, on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch. Philip just had to get started. He started, he just went. He wasn't sure what the purpose was, but as as he was going, on his way, he runs into somebody else. And this person also has a story behind the story, this Ethiopian eunuch. We learn some of it from the scripture. This man was a high official in the government, in the treasury. He probably oversaw all the resources of his regime. So he was a high government official, and he was a man who had a spiritual hunger. What we might call a seeker. He, was, he had been to Jerusalem to, on pilgrimage there, and he was on his way home from there. And we hear that even on the way home, he's digging into the scripture. He wants to know more. 
And we know because of his sexual condition that he was not able to enjoy the full privileges of worshiping with God's people. So in some ways he was marginalized and yet seeking after God. So two stories behind these two men. And the Spirit of God is stirring in both of them. We just hear about the side on Philip's side, right? And he says, the Spirit says, I want you to move closer to this chariot. I don't know if that's ever happened to you in traffic. I don't know if God would say, move closer to that car over there. (laughs) Only if you're going to say where it's a blessing, right? (laughs) But the Spirit is telling that. And so Philip moves closer and listens. And what does he hear? He hears the reading of Scripture. Now, we think that's kind of strange. Somebody's out in his chariot reading aloud, but that was very common in ancient practices that when you read the Scripture, you read it aloud, even when you were alone. So reading the Scripture was something that they did. And Philip, who knows he has a purpose in being there, moves closer and hears the Scripture being read and He doesn't plan his sermon. He doesn't say, this is my chance. I'm going to tell him exactly what I need. He asks a question. He listens and he asks a question. It happens on the way. Two different men with two different backgrounds along the way have this encounter. This past week, I heard the story of two women who are part of our church who were also along the way, and something happened. And I have their permission to share this story with you today. Um, It's a delightful story. In fact, Martina is here with us this morning. Hi, Martina. Thank you. If you you have not met Martina, she's right back there by the prayer banner. You've got to meet her after this. Martina is originally from the U.K., And she had been here in this area for just a few months doing her normal thing on the way at at the QFC in Klahani, pushing her grocery cart, and she hears something. She hears across the way a British accent, and she's excited. And so she, this is the way she described it, she said, I beelined for that woman who was talking with an accent I recognized. And who was that woman talking to her daughter but Frances Addison? So Frances, they started having a conversation. How long have you been here in the U.S.? Where are you living? Those kinds of questions that we ask. And Frances told me when I asked her this question, she said, as we started to talk, we exchanged phone numbers. She said, I never do that. I'm a shy person. But she exchanged her phone number with Martina and with the intent that maybe we'll get connected. Martina told me that she said, wow, that had never happened. And here's the even more amazing thing. She called me. She called me. And so Martina and Francis met for coffee over the weeks, the Addison family had Martina and her family over for dinner. They got to know each other. They shared life together. And Martina shared as you know what's happening in her life. She was the mom of twin preschoolers. And you know, it's an overwhelming thing to be a preschooler. And so Francis said, you know, you should come to Mops at Pine Lake Covenant Church. And so Martina came and she found support and encouragement. And then as the relationship developed, they talked about things of church and and 
Martina said, well, I, you know, I was involved in the church, but, you know, in the past. And Francis said, well, we should, you should just come. Come and see what it's like. And so Martina has been here. And I have the privilege now of facilitating a life group she's part of. The Holy Spirit has done a new work in her and it overflows from her life. She was blessed and now she is being a blessing because someone listened with care. There's always a story behind the story you and the person you run into at QFC or along the road. And God wants us to listen. So let's go back to the Philip story and see what we can learn from Philip. Because, because he listens, he asks this question. He notices, what is this man doing? He has a curiosity about this person and asks, do you understand what you are reading? The man could have said, yeah, I got it, fine. That would have been made the end of the conversation. It's a simple but significant question. And it's so important that Philip doesn't start out with his own story. He starts out with the person he's listening to, with that perspective. And wonderfully, this man says, well, I don't know. This is what I'm reading, but who is it talking about? Is it talking about somebody else or... And so, wow, (laughs) that's the opportunity Philip has. And I can imagine his mind just jumping like, this is why God brought me here next to this chariot to ask that question, to listen, because now I can tell this person who God has already prepared, I can tell him the good news of Jesus. And so he listens with care and he invites, the Ethiopian eunuch invites Philip to join him Isn't that a gift? Just the invitation to join him. And they go along together and hear the story of Jesus. And then the rest of it is as amazing as Martina and Francis' story. But it happens so quickly. Because as they're going along, Philip uh, and this Ethiopian eunuch, hearing the story of Jesus, he sees water and the eunuch says, what's going to keep me from being baptized? I want to be baptized. And so Philip has the privilege, the great privilege of truly initiating this man who was on the outside into the community of faith. Pretty amazing, pretty dramatic, pretty quick. Now, I don't think most of my conversations happen that fast, right? Like in one outing, you go from, I don't understand this, to will you baptize me? Wow. But the whole point of this, what we learned from both Philip and from Francis, is that if you attend to people who are around you, God is already at work. God is already at work. And so let me just give you a few ideas about how we can develop this habit, this practice of listening with care. Some ways, and I don't have a slide on this, so you can write things down if you want. Just keep it in your mind as you go into this week. First of all, when we listen with care, we have to start with the foundational truth that God is already actively working. We don't show up on the scene as the first person. God has already been there. In fact, the mission we are called to as Christians is not, first of all, a result of human endeavor, but it's the Spirit's impulse. The Spirit is doing something. We are on mission as Christians because God is, we're trying to keep up with where God's going. 
God is always moving and we're active. So somebody you meet who has a need, who expresses an interest, who just wants to know you, God is already stirring in their life. So when you listen with care, you have the confidence. God is already at work. It's not totally up to you, but he wants you to say yes. So attentive conversation with others. Our part is listening well and attending and having a sense, will I recognize what you're up to here, God? Can I be a part of that? And so that's the second part. We're aware of God's spirit, but we have this loving curiosity. I think sometimes we get jaded when we meet people. Eh, I know that person, that one's that one. Do we have a holy wonder about people we meet? In every person you meet, somebody on a bus, somebody on your team at, uh, for sports team, someone on your, uh, in your workplace, every person you meet has the image of God stamped on them. There is a wonder about what God is doing in that life. And so when we develop a curiosity about people, we're, we're in a sense asking, I wonder what God is up to in that life. I wonder what the story is behind the story. You can develop that kind of curiosity through the Spirit. And you can be, have, ask God to give you that sense of wonder as you look at another person's life. Because God calls us to love in that way and to bless in that way. You might think, well, what matters most to this person? Have you ever, th- have you ever thought about that? What, what led them to their current place? What challenges are they facing this week? What makes them joyful? This happens to all of people we meet every single day. And this kind of listening means we have to lay aside our own agenda for a while. It takes a bit of humility and sacrifice. It's not about me for this time. I want to attend and listen well with care. God has placed them in their circle of influence for a reason. So the third thing I just encourage you in this, of being aware of God's spirit already in the move, developing this holy curiosity, this wonder about people, but then learn to ask good questions. And this is an art that we can develop. I think you probably have met people, they say, my goodness, they ask really good questions. I always have this great conversation with them. They probably develop that over time. And you can do it too. You can develop the art of asking good questions questions. Sometimes it's a bit formal when we do it. My husband and I hosted our neighbors. We like to do it several times a year, but we did it last Christmas. And we used some of the ideas from our Tis the Season family event. And there were some different questions there about holiday gatherings. So it was really non-committal. We wrote them out on a sheet of paper. We put them in a basket. We passed them around the table while we were eating. Each person took one. If they didn't like it, they could put it back and take another one. You know, we gave them options, but we were able to hear from our neighbors just by asking simple questions like, what's a special holiday memory you have? What did you used to eat a lot in the ho- at Christmas time in your house? And we heard the background, the story behind the story about these people that we meet in our neighborhood. It doesn't have to be that formal or that um, contrived, but it can be intentional. And so I encourage you to think about how you can develop questions to ask people in your life. This is true even of people you meet here at Pine Lake Covenant who may be new. Do you have a question to ask people? Do you know what to say instead of, good morning, good morning, how are you? To ask a good question. Maybe it's this question, 
What brought you to Sammamish? You might hear a little bit of backstory. Or maybe if you've gotten to know them a little bit better, you might ask, so what was a highlight in your week? You might hear something. Or if you dare, what was a challenge that came for you this week? And then be ready to listen. Develop the art of asking good questions. And I think you'll find your own style. Everybody does this differently. But if you're intentional about it and prepare ahead of time that you have a question to ask, it won't be quite so awkward. Maybe you have to think about that for somebody at school. Like, what are you going to ask? Like, I don't know. Anybody have some good ideas for when you're for people in school or in your class classroom or on your uh, your work team? What are you curious about with them? Develop the art of asking a good question with the intent of listening with care. We don't do this just as an act of social um, graces. We don't listen just because we want people to like us or feel good. We become listeners because we have a listening God. God is always attending to us. The scriptures say it this way in Psalm 5.3. They say, in the morning, Lord, you hear, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and I wait expectantly. Have you been blessed by having God listen to you? What a gift that is. What an opportunity for you then to take that blessing and share it with someone else and say, I have a listening God, so I'm going to pattern my life after him. I'm going to ask questions like Jesus did, who really wanted to get to know people and find out the story behind the story. So as you develop a listening heart and listen with care, you're becoming more like God himself because we have a listening God. Throughout this series, we are offering some blessed groups, groups that are gathering together to encourage and equip and hold each other accountable so that these aren't just things we talk about on Sunday, but we take them into our week. So there are several blessed groups going on. There's one going on right now downstairs, 1045. So if you come next week and want to worship at 9 o'clock, there's a group you can go to there. There's Wednesday night, Thursday night. Look online. I would invite you to take this, take this training time seriously. Let's encourage each other in how we might bless the world that God loves. This morning when you came in in your worship folder, you received a flyer, and I'd like you to take that out right now if you would. It says, listen with care on the front. And if you need another one, our ushers are back there. If somebody needs one, just raise your hand because we're going to spend some time. Here's some up here. We're going to spend some time just thinking about this. I want you to, to, I kind of want to prime the pump for you as we go into this week of what it is to listen. On the front, it reminds us we begin with listening rather than talking because that's the way we create a safe place for people's stories to be heard. And then on the back... It talks about ways that we can dare to move a conversation towards spiritual things. Sometimes it's harder to to talk about God in a relationship, but if we've thought about it ahead of time, there might be a way that we can develop a spiritual conversation. So on the back of here, you have some ideas. I don't want you to just see these as rote questions to ask. I want you to see them in light of, of the face of the person that you're praying for.
the people that God has laid on your heart. How might you ask a question that will move it towards a spiritual conversation? And as we have a time of response, you're going to have time to think about that. Look at the conversation starters on the back of that. Think about those people you're praying for and write down. You know, when we write something down, it stays with us. Write down one question you might ask this week. Maybe it won't go. Maybe it won't go exactly the way you wrote it. But trust God. We're praying for this, aren't we? Let's trust God that the questions he gives us to ask will be part of his good purposes in bringing people who are far from God closer to him. I'm going to pray for us now, and then after this time, you will have time to write that down. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you, first of all, that you are a listening God. We come into worship week after week and we have the confidence that you hear us, that you attend to us, that you care for us. And so because of that, God, we desire to be that kind of blessing in the realms, in the friendships, in the neighborhoods, in the schools where you've placed us. Lord, I pray that you would stir our attentiveness and holy curiosity for the people that you've placed in our lives. Give us a heart that truly desires to hear others. Keep us silent when it's time to be silent. And teach us, Lord, to ask the right questions, even as you, Lord Jesus, did when you lived here on earth. As we are on our way, in the grocery store, walking to work, in the classroom, in our homes. Lord, help us to be attentive to the people around us. And may we see with eyes of faith that you are already at work and give you the thanks in advance. In Jesus' name, amen.